The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hi, I'm Bill's defensive end Greg Russo, and you're listening to Nate and the Fellas on Circling the Wagons podcast on the Buffalo Rumblings podcast network. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Go Bills! Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Most times, here's your host and lifelong Bills fan, Nate. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers stopped the Buffalo Bills from a comeback today in Tampa Bay by a score of 33-27. to Hello, everyone. Welcome to this recap episode of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I am your host, Nate. Thank you so much for joining us. We are going to discuss the Bills' loss today against the Tampa Bay Bucks and Tom Brady. We're going to go over our thoughts on the game, stats of the game, sweet sassy molassy plays of the game, and as always, our wall of famers and wall of shamers with some help from our amazing followers on Twitter. We're going to do our giveaways after the commercial break, so stick around for that. So getting right into it, um, you know, just from a macro level, from a, uh, I was just, I was really hoping to win this one, not just because it's a normal regular season game. The bills really want to win as many games as they can on the way out just to, just to secure that playoff spot. But, uh, you know, the bills might not get a chance to play against Tom Brady again, uh, before he retires because the bills don't play the NFC South again for four more years, um, as the schedule goes around. So, uh, what is he, Tom Brady now, 43, 44, 64? I don't know. And so he's, we just don't know if we're going to play him again. I, the Bills have not beaten him uh, in the Sean McDermott era, and I really thought they had a chance to. They came close at the end. They they tied it, um, and they just couldn't pull it off. Uh, an upsetting loss, obviously. Uh, a really, really would have taken some of the some of the sting off last week's loss to the Patriots uh, with a come-from-behind win. That would have been... What everyone was talking about on Monday morning um, in the national media, the Bills came back from being down. What was it, twenty-four to three or twenty-four ten, and uh, and they ended up being Tom Brock, Tom uh, Brady in the box and give them their first loss in Tampa at home this year, and and it didn't happen. So uh, it, w- it was upsetting. Um, I want to get your thoughts on it, Mike John. I'll start with you, John. Uh, 
this loss sucked. Obviously, you know, we were watching the game together towards the end, at least over the phone. (laughs) It was like, can you believe this is going to happen? This could happen. Uh, I mean, is that pretty much how you saw the game? I mean, what were your thoughts overall on today's loss? Well, to be honest, I didn't expect them to win the game going into this week. But, uh, I mean, obviously, you know, coming back like that, (laughs) it's pretty rough. But, uh, they 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 needed to win the game regardless, right? Because now they're in a position where they essentially need to win out to make the playoffs unless they get help with other losses in the FC, which is probably likely, but that's not a position they want to be in. That's like, you know, we're talking like three, four, five, six, seven years ago now where it's like, oh, they're in the hunt. And like, I understand they have this, I think, seventh seed now, but that can all change in a blink of an eye and they got to play New England again. And I I understand that Carolina, Atlanta, and the Jets, but like they lost to Jacksonville, so they could lose two games. Like <laughs> anything could happen. So it's so crazy, and like to, you know, to come back in the second half like that, and you you have all the that hope, and like oh, this team is driving me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're driving me crazy. I don't know. So so what what and, and I'll and I'll give this to you, Mike. Uh, this question because it's. You had both ends of the spectrum. The Bills were completely getting blown out in in the first half, and then they they made a game of it, and they still lost closely. I mean, does that take the sting off this loss because they almost won it, or does it does it make it even worse? Because I mean, a blow off blowout would have been like the Bills are just terrible, and it's like, well, they're not awful. Like they they have the ability, they just never do. I mean, they're they are literally zero and five in games decided by a score this season continuing the trend this season uh you know does it does it change the loss for you at all or or are you i mean what makes it better i guess which loss would have been better it doesn't matter which loss would have been better a blowout or come back and losing at the end if a couple calls go the other way they win that game against the defending champs like that i felt awesome at the end of the at the end of the game it stings but they're very much in the playoff hunt Right, like we could maybe it's it's better to save it till the end, but um, they have their their own destiny right in their hand. Like we're used to when they they show the graphic on the TV, right? The Bills are it's clinched to buy, and then uh, winning their division in the playoffs, guaranteed, and then it's like in the hunt, and then the Bills are off the screen. They have to slide over to the next one. That's what we're used to with the drought for us for like twenty years, total ineptitude. And now, like Josh Allen outplayed Tom Brady. Like he should rock it to the top of the MVP lists for me. He put the team on his back. They like we we we've known it for a long time, but for me, it's like Bean gets some better offensive line help, and he's he's it for the next decade or fifteen years, man. Hopefully, if they can keep him healthy, but he can put a team on your bat on his back. Um, and they play. They went down to the. <laughs> you want to talk specifics? Like the the play to. Right before they kicked the, the game tying field goal, right? I think it was to Diggs in the in the corner. I think I blacked out, <laughs> <laughs> but that was pass interference all day long. They had the game won, so you play that game again on a neutral field. Bills win. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm excited. Why do you think they didn't call that pass interference? Is it because there was so much shoving on both sides they couldn't correct? Because there was, I, there I, was I would want to say like they they wouldn't want to. Maybe you bury the whistle a little bit at, at, or swallow the whistle toward the end of the game, but the Bills got screwed all game on the calls, and I hate to say that, but it, it certainly seemed like it. John and I 
like in the, in the text, like we sent the same exact simultaneous text, like two blown calls back to back. Ah, that was rough, but onward and upward, man. Like, I think it'll, we would get them next time. Maybe we'll see them in the Super Bowl. I don't know, but yeah, there was the pass interference call and then, and then they didn't blow the, the, throw the flag when Allen got hit late and, and, just rambling now but yeah but part, I mean, part of I, it is it, sh- it shouldn't come down to those calls and that and that's what like last year's team was was about was like oh it, they could overcome the bad refereeing and and some of these other things yeah but and, it, it, this isn't i, I agree 100 percent when we when we clown on them a little bit for losing to the jags or or the colts are a better team but get blown out by the colts and in those situations like yeah they should be able to overcome it but brady is the go like i mean we don't like him because well he cheats he too. he always destroys us but if he played for the bills we would love him <laughs> right like for t- 20 years but um losing in that fashion like the like they showed a lot to come back from that i think uh and and th- the bucks are better this year than they were last year when they won it all and they went on that epic run they, i think that they were seven and five before they got hot and went all the way. And like, I think the bills can do the absolute same thing. It was so to answer your question a little more succinctly, it was an amazing ending. And I loved that it came down like the way it did. Like I'm so encouraged that they can go deep into the playoffs as, as opposed to getting blown, <laughs> blown out uh, 45 to three. Yeah. Like, I don't know if John would be on this podcast. If that were the case, I don't know if John would be going to work tomorrow. I don't know if John would be, uh, <laughs> I know what you're on this, this mortal coil. <laughs> <laughs> so they are not the same at all. Yeah. I, I kind of come out in that way too. I, I was really, really, uh, down after the first half and, it's just like, what am I even doing? Why don't I find better things to do with my Sundays instead of watch this team? Like, what? like they just find a way to disappoint you. And then, you know, up out of nowhere, you know, just when you think, you know, just when you think you're done, they just find a way to pull you back in. <laughs> and they did. And, you know, Josh Allen, to his credit, like you said, Mike, let's do fire, fire emoji rating for Josh Allen. I mean, he had that one pick, but. Um, for the most part of the day, like you said, Mike, put the team on his back, whether it was running the ball, whether it was passing the ball. I mean, just an unbelievable day by Josh Allen. Like, I can understand some of the criticism after last week, but I feel like after this week, you can't really criticize him at all. Um, I'm going to give him only because it didn't technically give, give him the win, I guess, even though I, I might want to see a review of that right before the end of the fourth quarter, him tiptoeing like and stretching out for that pylon and getting that you know hitting it i thought he was close i would have liked to have seen a couple of different angles from that just to make sure he was out of bounds but uh no doubt yeah the time like how is it's indefensible the things they show versus the things they don't like we always joke like oh how slow like oh you watch a four-hour game and there's uh if you add up all the time it's uh seven minutes of action but we never get to see the replays that we want no never Never. Let's see the let's see the reactions from uh from you know Sean McDermott and you know Bruce Arians, who has the same look on his face all the time. Like it's just w- w- fire emoji rating for him. I'll give him four and a half. Mike, what do you think? Five? No question. He Five. he played like in the MVP of the league. John, I don't do halves, so I'm going to do twenty five fire emojis <laughs> for Josh Allen. Third nice. third quarterback in NFL history, three hundred passing yards, one hundred rushing yards. 
He is the Buffalo Bills. He's the he like Mike was saying before. Puts the team on their back. He's he's the Bills, and he's there to stay. And he's he is their franchise quarterback. He is the MVP of the Bills. Um, they just need, which is it's kind of funny because you know in past years they used to have oh they got a pretty good team except for the quarterback. Now they've got a good quarterback, and it's like well. Now you got filling some holes around the quarterback, but um, I'm I'm happy they have the quarterback. Um, so yeah, the whole gonna... the holes is just the offensive line. I think the receiving talent is there. Oh no doubt, yeah, definitely. I think um, offensive line is a big issue. I think the there's... play calling can be suspect at times oh, too. Yeah. Like yeah. the the they made some adjustments like <laughs> yeah. third and fourth quarter, but like I thought we were talking was... about personnel. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. <laughs> But no, 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 John, don't continue what you're saying about play calling. It was, it was like, it was too late, right? Like if they had another quarter, <laughs> if they had five quarters to play. I mean, I, technically they did a little bit with overtime, but like a full fifth quarter, like, I mean, geez. <laughs> yeah, like. But they made a lot of adjustments at the half, It's it felt like. Even even last week Mixing too, right? Like with New England, like they started throwing more with the wind and everything. And it's like, oh, I guess they, he can throw with the wind. I'm like, well, obviously he's Josh Allen. But like, if they had done it, sooner they may maybe they would have won the game one more drive that's all it takes Dable's kind of fallen quite far i was like he was like leading head coach the only reason he didn't get a job was like oh the bills were in the playoffs right Basically. yeah the bills went too far into the playoffs yeah. now people calling for his head <laughs> the last <laughs> the last uh who who has fallen so far that fast <laughs> oh i know oj <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i haven't fallen that's haven't not fair fit. of course <laughs> the glove didn't fit there's literally no one that uh, has fallen as far as brian dable is except for oj <laughs> it's oj simpson um <laughs> oh, that's funny um so let's go into uh stats of the game Stats of the game brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. Let's start on the Bills side of the ball. Like we said, MVP, five fire emoji, Josh Allen, 36 for 54 today, 308 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, great game passing. Um, rushing the ball, Josh Allen was a leading rusher, 12 attempts, 109 yards, one touchdown. John, you had an amazing stat that you, you you texted us earlier this week it was something like the bills have only had like two or three 100 yard rushers while josh allen has been a starting quarterback or something to that effect um do you remember that one by any chance without looking at it just off the cuff yes it was something somebody tweeted that i texted you guys like that but that that, that sounds about right and like but like allen had like basically as many 100 yard games roughly that running backs have had in that time well add this one to it right i mean he had he had 100 yards today and devin singletary had four attempts for 52 yards not a bad day for devin singletary they just didn't want to give him the ball compared to josh allen right josh allen had 12 attempts the rest of the bills running backs had seven attempts today josh allen almost running at 10 yards a clip too so it was a good it was a good game plan drawn up by uh brian dable to do that Leading receiver for the Buffalo Bills is Stephon Diggs. Seven receptions on 13 targets for 74 yards. Cole Beasley, nine, re- or I'm sorry, yep, nine receptions on 11 targets for 64 yards. Dawson, the jugger, Knox, seven receptions on nine targets for 60 yards, a touchdown. And then Gabriel Davis, 
five receptions on eight targets for 43 yards and a touchdown. On the Tampa Bay Buccaneers side of the ball real quick, Tom Brady, 31 for 46, 363 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. Leonard Fournette, 19 attempts, 113 yards, one touchdown, and he had that 47-yard run, which was just ridiculous. It was just like, and that was the first touchdown of the game. And you're thinking as a Bills fan, like, oh, here we go again. <laughs> like this, I've seen how this ends. Like this doesn't usually go well. I've seen John, I've seen Derrick Henry do it. I've seen Jonathan Taylor do it. I've seen uh, Damian Harris do it with the Pats. It's like, yeah. Tom Brady had seven attempts for 16 yards, one touchdown. He was running a lot more than I thought he would today, which was very odd. It's like, what? I, I, yeah. Chris Godwin, 10 leading receiver for the Bucks. 10 receptions on 15 targets for 105 yards. Mike Evans, six receptions on six targets for 91 yards and a touchdown. And then I'll mention. I I, got to say, I'm sorry, but in spite of everything, I thought Dane Jackson had a a pretty decent game filling in for Tredavious White, right? Yeah, all things considered. Yeah, yeah. You know, Tredavious White, as much as we love him and as good as he is, no, no cornerback ever shuts down like a trio of receivers like Evans, Godwin Gronkowski, you know, like they were going to get theirs eventually against Trey White too. It's not like he yeah. would have completely shut him out. And this out, is so. the this is one of the few teams that like have all that offensive weaponry, quarterback to receiver that is going to give you fits. And I thought Jackson handled it pretty well. I think all things considered. Yeah, yeah, I agree, John. I mean, all things considered, he absolutely. I mean, you were expecting. I mean, worst case scenario, I mean, he's just getting burned every single, and there's nothing they can do. You know, they just keep passing it to Mike Evans, and he just completely, you know, posterizes him every single play. And you're just like, what are we even doing here? Like, somebody double cover. Like, bring Poyer Hyde over there. We just need some help. Some, you're right. And, I mean, you notice there were a few plays for sure. But, yeah, by and large, it, it was – yeah, he didn't feel like it was necessarily his fault. I yeah. thought he played really well. And, oh, John, when you talk about that, John, like, one of the, from the first quarter, the play that sticks out to me, again, it's all a blur. But, oh. Such a game of inches. The touchdown to Mike Evans in the back corner, the left end zone. Oh my gosh! Thoughts, John? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so like oh, an inch either way. I know. Win. Like I thought for sure he was going to defend it, right? And yeah. Just barely. Is that Boyer? It hide. Oh, is it hide? Like they, man, oh, man. I hope those guys stay together forever. <laughs> yeah Poyer and Hyde love them oh. how, about, how about we stay we stay together as a podcast as long as they just stay together as a safety duo and then we'll just break up when they break just up banned. <laughs> just banned just I don't I don't want to I don't want to have a Bills team without them as our safeties we've been so so lucky yeah so lucky you know what's funny is is Micah Hyde was is leading the Pro Bowl voting for all safeties and I feel like people have been talking about Jordan Poyer as Bills fans, a lot more than Micah Hyde. And I love Micah Hyde. Uh, obviously, you know, very good safety. I feel like I've seen Jordan Poyer make more plays for this Bills team. Like, there was a play where, like, Jordan Poyer, like, broke up a wide receiver screen to hit, uh, who was it, Gronkowski in the backfield? Someone like that. And it was yeah, just like, yeah. wow. Like, like who was that? Like, and then all of a sudden you see his 21 standing up. Like, wow. Like, he diagnosed that play and was in. He, he got off the block from Gronkowski. Sorry. And then he uh, took down, I think it was either Mike Evans or, or Godwin, but it was an amazing play. And I feel like he see that it's just like Matt Milano, like the guys all over the field and just making plays. Um, it seems like they're the, the, yeah, the heart and soul 
it just doesn't you don't get that feel from the D line sometimes like you'd want to the emotion or the tenacity or it seems like for me it's Poyer and Hyde and Milano the game changing plays yeah 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 exactly Poyer Hyde Milano yep absolutely absolutely you'd love to see it a little bit more up front I mean you know stout but not too overly impressive you know you'd love to see like Tom Brady get knocked down you know quite often (laughs) the middle by Ed Oliver (laughs) but you know he did have a he did have a couple of good plays today. I won't I won't say that about. But yeah, absolutely. And Brett Perriman, um, or whatever his name is, Perriman, <laughs> <laughs> Brett, whatever his I can't remember, jumped around a lot. Rashad, Rashad Perriman, <laughs> uh, <laughs> one reception on two targets for fifty eight yards and a touchdown. The obviously the touchdown at the end of the game, the fifty eight yard touchdown that uh, led to the end of the game. It's funny we're like talking up Poyer and Hyde, that might've been their blown assignment. That's why they, that's why the bills ended up. I don't, I don't remember. I didn't see it. They just, they just showed Tremaine Edmonds trying to chase him. That might've been Tremaine Edmonds assignment. Who knows? <laughs> um, but that was stats of the game brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago. Um, actually I have a few more stats before we end the segment. Josh Allen uh, tallied his third 100 yard rushing game today. Uh, Allen's 28 touchdown, 28 uh, passing touchdowns this season marks third third uh, most in team history in a single season, trailing his own team record of 37 last year and Jim Kelly's 33 in 1991. The Bills' uh, overtime today was the first time in regular season that they've had an overtime game since 2017 when the Bills beat the Colts 13-7. I'm sure you guys remember that game, the snow game. Josh Allen is the fourth player in NFL history to record 300 plus passing yards and a hundred plus rushing yards in a single game. That's incredible. And now that was stats of the game brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. We are going to take a quick commercial break. After we return, we're going to do our sweet sassy molassy plays of the game, our wall of famers and wall of shamers and tweets and giveaways. So stick around. Support for this show comes from Sylvan learning as a parent. You want your child to have every opportunity but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. All right, welcome back to Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I am your host, Nate. Thank you so much for joining us on this recap of the Bills' loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 33-27 in overtime. And we're going to, let's do do our quick, uh, let's do some giveaways, okay? So we have, we'll do five giveaways this time. I, I warned you guys we're going to do them. Um, 
And uh, we're going to give away. Uh, I have Zach Moss uh, jersey and signed helmet. I have Devin Singletary. You're giving away five things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, give away five. Oh, give away twelve. All out of the Scott, like. <laughs> Jeez. It's, it's in the budget. That this was the budget that Buffalo Rumblings gave us. And no, I'm just kidding. It says this is this is all out of our own pockets. Out of out of my pockets, right? Not yours <laughs> that you know of. So uh <laughs> John, were you consulted about <laughs> any of this? <laughs> John has no idea. That, you, it, it reminds, you know what, what leaps to minds like that office space before was like, you know where Peter's just like, oh if it's the name of the kind if an in tech uh Ships a couple more things. I won't see a dime. <laughs> like, where are you? Where are you <laughs> getting all this from, John? And I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. You guys would be able to retire right now if I didn't spend all this money on Bill's memorabilia to give away. No, like, they're pretty... just fractions of pennies. <laughs> just over a long enough period of time. <laughs> <laughs> over thousands and thousands of downloads. <laughs> transactions. Remember the first day he had like $6 million? He's like, whoa, what happened? I must have missed it by a decimal place. I always miss those things. By... Um, yeah, so we have, we're, I'm going to pick five winners. We have... Uh, Are you not to... Jeez. Okay. Yeah, I've been collecting over the last couple of years. All right. And... Uh, yeah, I have some have some things uh, I give away to listeners. Listeners leave us five star reviews on Apple Podcasts, and yeah, I want to. What, what uh, if you don't have Apple Podcasts? What if I don't what? Like, what if I wanted to leave a review and I don't have Apple? Oh well, you can create an iTunes account from your PC, <laughs> so you can still <laughs> find a way. They can still well, be it's that easy. It's that I'm easy. Gonna, I'm gonna do it so I can so I can try. You to should. Win you should. What's your what's your John and uh, I have Android, so we would not be able to do this. You could do it. Yeah. It'd be funny if I'm like <laughs> your username was like John CTW Pod. <laughs> not John seven one six. Uh yeah. Third and Cole sucks <laughs> at Mike. Um so we have Devin Singletary jersey, Tremaine Edmonds jersey, Andre Reed jersey, Zach Moss jerseys, uh, and some mini helmets. So I'll give you the list. If you win and you contact me, let me know that you won. Um, I'll send you the list, and you get you get to have first pick if you're the first one to get to me, and then the second person, and so on and so forth. So we'll get right to it. Padden is the first winner. Padden, P-A-D-I-N-N. Second winner is Joey Mole. Joey underscore Mole. Sorry. Wouldn't want to disrespect Joey Mole like that. Joey underscore Mole. Third winner is Bills Fan 626. That's Bills Fan 626. Fourth winner is Bills LQBC. That's Bills LQBC. And the last winner is Frankie V29 at Frankie V29. And when I have, I think I have 10 items left. And once I'm done giving those away, they're just gone. Okay. I don't know if we're going to do this next season. So make sure that you get in your review right now so you're part of this because, like I said, uh, probably not going to do this next year. So do it while you can. So that, those were the giveaways. Giveaways brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. Thank you for sponsoring us. The uh, the best sportsbook by far. You know, and I've been to Caesar Sportsbook and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, it's it's I, I would say it's, it's a downgrade, to be quite honest. Downgrade to to the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. 
Like, I mean, I've, I've been to Vegas, like not impressive. Like, like you think that they would be like this amazing, like it's just all a party, like all the time. And it, it's, it's all right. Like, I feel like you can get like just as much, if not more, just by going locally. So just, just head on over, just go to the, every Sunday, we, we'll probably make another trip somewhere between now and the postseason. hopefully into the postseason. That'd be fun to watch it there. Uh, but yeah, the, the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. So now let's go, let's go, let's go right into our tweets. Actually, there are some great tweets, um, after every, uh, game, uh, from our Twitter account at CTW pod, like circling the wagons pod. I say who or what is on your wall of fame or wall of shame in today's victory or loss. And Mike and John are going to help me out because we're also going to do, we're going to roll this into some of our other segments. So Sean Finnerman writes in or Finnerin, sorry. Sean Finnerin writes, I've watched every game for years and getting sick of loser mentality. Stats don't mean poop. He uses a poop emoji unless you get wins. Embarrassed to be a Bills fan again. God bless Josh Allen. <laughs> Wait, embarrassed to be a Bills fan? When did he, like these tweets are all after the game? Or is this yeah. like midway through the second quarter? No, no, this is after the game. I don't understand. Like the, the, the Bucks are the defending champs and they are better. Like they all, after, I guess COVID's not over, right? But they've had a lot more time to gel because Brady was new. That like it, they just seem like a much much better team. And the Bills played them to the wire, and they got screwed by the refs. Like, <sighs> do you think a lot of this is carryover from last week? If the Bills beat the yes, Cats. Yeah, okay. Or or in the week before. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, why would you the lose mentality when you keep losing over and over, Mike? I don't understand why he's saying this. <laughs> I think I think any loss just really really hurts. So like the second you put out the tweet, oh well, we're wall of fame, wall of shame, and then you're getting that immediate reaction. Um, and you know, I yeah, I'm definitely guilty of that as well. <laughs> I love <laughs> of, I love that gut visceral reaction, and I think a lot of fans when they listen to this podcast will have some of that same reaction too, and then they'll also have some of that like like more level headedness of like Mike. Uh, where it's it's more of like, well, you know, grand scheme, like this is this is how the Bills were close. It could have gone a lot worse. They played the defending Super Bowl chance to the wire. I mean, obviously, what it was the next best thing to a win, basically. Even though, even though, as Sean mentions, uh, stats stats don't equal wins. So, but do you, I mean, as you get older, maybe a little less. Pit, I, I don't know. Um, Every other fan base except the Super Bowl winner is disappointed at the end of the year. Yeah. Like it just seems like we're just bags of meat, one mistake from being dead. We might as well enjoy our time <laughs> with each other, right? Like enjoy the three hours. Like, oh, you can say, wow, that was a great play, or oh, that was fun, or oh, that was. If you're only concerned about wins, you're going to have a lot more downs than ups watching. On the other hand, life sport. is too short. You got it. You, you, you got to like, you know, you can't put all your eggs in one basket. They don't win. Like, ah, fuck this. You know, we're done with this. Screw the bills. I guess. But then you just keep coming back and being disappointed. It's better to be like, I, I'm enjoying the game. I love it when they win. And I had fun when they lose a little bit. Or you're or it's, you're just going to be miserable. You know. Relative I mean, to other teams, we're in an awesome spot. Like, there's no other position more important in sports than the quarterback. And we've got that. And they're in an awesome spot. You know, I was I was listening to uh, the Food for Thought podcast on the Buffalo Rumblings podcast network with Bruce and Nate, and Bruce was reading an email from 
a listener. We got to talk to you about advertising, man. After this, <laughs> like, so so I you're I want... always advertising something else. If it's like the DraftKings at Del Lago, oh, let's talk about Vegas as well. <laughs> We're doing this podcast. Let's talk about another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about a podcast that I think is much better than ours. <laughs> I uh, no, I I was just I was only going to point it out because act as if Nate uh, act as what if because it leads into what you guys are saying. So there's different points of view of obviously a loss like this, like it sucks. Like you have the Sean, you know Sean Finneran way of thinking, which you know a lot of people have that thought, and then you have Mike's way, which is you know more of an optimistic thought. And one of the guys that emailed in was saying how he had like stage four colon cancer and his perspective on watching the games has changed so much to be like, like Mike was saying, like we're all bags of meat, right? Like, like enjoy the time that you have to watch these because, because like you said, I mean, the, the disappointment will be there in some respect for if you don't win the Super Bowl. Uh, so like the time that you have to discuss these with people online or in your family or your friends or in your home to do this, like, like it just shouldn't be lost. That's all. That's all I'm saying. I'm, I'm not saying that you shouldn't be upset at the loss. Like I'm, I'm upset. I'm not happy. A lot of us aren't happy about it, but to not get caught up in it is to, you know, is, is just to, to not lose perspective of the fact that like we, we have this thing that we share together and it's special to us and it means a lot to us. And like, uh, you know, he brought up the example of like, you know, talking to the guy that stands next to you at a game, like you might disagree on politics, religion, everything that people deem as, as the most important things. But like in that moment, you guys are like best friends, right? Like I remember when we went to the game, Mike, to the Colts game, uh, it sucked. Uh, but in the beginning, like we were talking to the guy next to us before he left the game, <laughs> like after the first <laughs> quarter, <laughs> we had like great conversations with him. Like I was asking him like, oh, what jersey would you get if you couldn't get, you know, Josh Allen or Stefan Diggs? They, the guy that we spent the second half just totally destroying and making destroying. fun of Destroying, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. No. <laughs> or the lady behind well, it. Like, it's it's that's funny, but... Well, of course we made fun of him after he left. I mean, why would you... Yeah. <laughs> but then the fans that, like, we, we it seems like we always get somebody behind us that's like a curmudgeon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of like John. <laughs> Like, oh, of course they're not. They didn't get that. Like, oh, no, John. Jeez. John is a quiet curmudgeon, though. He'll just do yeah, it over text yeah, message. While you're watching a game curmudgeon. with him, like he might joke. He'd be like, "Well, I guess that's the way it is." Like this person will be just like, and and instead of yelling at the stadium, they yell right into the back of your heads and your ears. <laughs> like we always find those people. It's like they're yelling right at you. Mm. How could you not call that? And I had to turn around at some point and be like, actually. Um, they couldn't because of this and this. So please stop yelling. <laughs> I expected to see a woman. It was a teenage boy. <laughs> so anyway, I, I got to be honest. Most most of the times, I'm hedging my bets when I, when I make those comments, and internally, I'm super optimistic and hoping for the best. Like when we, you know, the season tickets and we're getting blown up by the Patriots by 50 points, I say to the last seconds of the game, hoping that there's some miracle that happens and it doesn't happen. But um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're just yeah, definitely. Yeah, we're, just joke, we're just joking, man. <laughs> John, this is all just one big joke. Now I'm sad. <laughs> <laughs> Usually when that's it's funny. I, I mentioned this on another podcast. John, Mike, uh, always, always in like high school and afterwards, he'd be like, I'd be like, geez, he'd be like, I was just joking. 
I didn't mean to. I was, I was that was just a joke. I didn't mean to take it. Oh well, so was I. I was just joking too. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, Eric Hel- Eric Helwig writes Wall of Fame players for showing some great heart to come back. Wall of Shame McDermott, as WGR just said, the Bills are going to have to overcome their head coach to beat good teams, and that's a problem. Would you? So last year the Bills were five and one in games decided by one score or less. This year, they're 0-5. Part of me is thinking the narrative should just be regression to the mean, right? Like, you can't just always win Definitely. all those games. It's such a small sample size. Or, or or is it McDermott? Because part of me thinks, I, I don't think I've ever blamed McDermott altogether for this. I, I don't think he's... No, I, just roll it back it. next year. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, you would never get. I, I, I think that's a little too harsh. If, if WGR said that, I don't know who said that on there. I think it's a little too harsh. I think, I think, like you said, there were a lot of plays that that could have decided this game that was, you know, were determined by referees. Uh, yeah, that's completely know, and, ridiculous to put that on McDermott. Like, I, I, obviously, he's head coach, but like, yeah, there's a lot of things. I, I put Dable over McDermott on, you know, the hot seat. If you're going to put somebody on the hot seat, yeah. Yeah, even last week, I didn't, I didn't like the way that the game went last week. But at the same time, with that, with that loss, I didn't blame McDermott as much as I blamed like even Brandon Bean. It's like the Bills didn't have the personnel to stop them. Like they knew what was going to happen every play. They were going to try to run it down their throat, and the Bills could not scheme around it because they didn't have, in my opinion, the players to do that with. Like you know what's going to happen, and you still can't stop it from happening. So I wasn't even going to put that on. But I mean, hey, I get it. Baby Yaga writes. I don't know what that means. Baby Yaga. Uh, Wall of Fame, Josh Allen, Josh Allen, Josh Allen, and Josh Allen. Okay, that's a good one. Wall of Shame, the refs, 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 and refs. Be more biased. Shout out to Tony Romo. I hope you call every Bills game going forward. I love Tony Romo. He's he's by far my favorite. He just can't call the Bills Cowboys games, that's all. But otherwise, I'm all for it. Eric, the former Riverfish, writes, Wall of Shame, the announcers, and they're gushing over Brady. <laughs> Just, I love that. I love that he said, like, the announcers suck. And the guy before him was just like, yeah, Tony Romo can call any Bills game. <laughs> Eric says, get them some chapstick. Wall of shame. Edmonds, invisible all day until the end. Well, until the end when he, he let Rashad Perriman go for that 58-yard touchdown. Uh, Wall of fame, he writes, uh, second-half coaching adjustments. Nashville writes, Wall of fame, Allen. Man did all he could. Wall of shame. McDermott, who is killing this team from within, referees who expletive deleted in the expletive deleted in OT. <laughs> he wrote that, not me. That's funny though. I like that. So okay, okay. So we disagree on Wall of Shame. People handing that to McDermott. Um, real quick, Wall of Fame or, or Wall of. Well, let's start off with the Wall of Fame. Wall of Fame uh, brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. We've read a few of these. We're going to read some more, but. I mean, I got to give it to Josh Allen. I think, I think it goes, I mean, without saying he was, he was the entire offense today and he was a reason, you know, that they actually finally found a rhythm and, you know, he did all he could and, and he didn't buckle. He could have easily just given up after the first half or whatever. And, you know, he led the team, put the team on his back. You guys, John, Mike, same. Yeah, I mean, 25 fire emojis. I mean, yeah. I was going to say, if you give him 25 fire emojis, you better be putting on your wall of fame. Pretty much a wall of fame in Duck D. Mike, same? Okay. <laughs> Judith Hindem writes, refs suck. Big, fat, hairy, buffalo C. 
<laughs> I love it because Judith looks like she might be she might be a grandmother. I think she said she's a mother and a grandmother. I I just love that. I, I imagine my mom saying the same thing actually. She Megatron. Said she's a mother and a grandmother. Yeah, I think so. I think she says in her profile. I'm not going to click away from the tweets to read that, but I feel like she said that in her profile. I feel like some people would just say grandma because that implies both. It's kind of redundant. A little bit. In a little bit, it is. Well, Judith, maybe you should up. No, I'm just kidding. It's probably my <laughs> fault. <laughs> well, I mean, I agree. Like, what's what's aggravating is the inconsistency. Um, like we are, we already talked about. Like, if you're not going to give Diggs the call, like, how do you give it to Evans in overtime? Like, that's what. If if you have a fair game, okay, fine, win or lose. But it just it's just felt like one sided, thumb on the scale. Like it, that's what's irritating. If you focus on that, yeah, piece, hundred percent. Now we've been doing recaps for Bills games for this is our fifth season, and if you had to guess, just off the top of your head, how many times we've done a recap for a game where you're like, wow, the Bills really got a lot of good calls that they probably shouldn't have, or they really determined the outcome for the game uh, for the bills winning. I mean, I can guess maybe one or two in the, I mean, if, and I'm not saying that to like completely skew that the way that the games have been called, but it's either been neutral or against the game against the bills. Like for the last five years, probably 90% of the games, 95%. Like, Oh, I can only think of like one or two games that the Bills actually got some calls where I'm like, ah, maybe shouldn't have gotten that call, you know? Like, I'd say it's mm -hmm. always, and we're the most unbiased podcast out oh, there. I even think... before we're podcasting, the calls were awful. I mean, it's always been like that. Come on. <laughs> Edible yeah. hates the Bills. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough, yeah. Yeah, they do. They do. Must have had to do with uh, Ralph Wilson. Maybe there's some beef between Ralph Wilson and, uh, and uh, the Dallas owner. I can't think of his name for some reason. Off the top, anyway, uh, Megatron. Jones? What's that? Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones. Thank you. I thought it's Jones. Jones is the only thing. Jerry Jones. Thank you. Jerry World. Maybe there was some. I. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, Megatron writes. She says, "Wall of Fame." Josh put his body on the line all day long. Beasley was reliable when we needed him. Wall of Shame. Fake punt. Dable sucked again. <laughs> Not going for it on fourth when we should have. Now this brings up an interesting point. If you guys had to do it, and I was talking to John in real time while we were on the phone during that fourth and two, Mike. Wait, you guys talk on the phone? Oh, yeah. You didn't. Oh, shoot. You didn't <laughs> I know feel, that? No, I, I'm happy. I'm not involved. <laughs> like a phone call to me is like a pop in, basically. Like, oh, someone died or uh -huh. someone desperately needs me. It was my first phone call in like five years, Mike. Okay. <laughs> I feel Wait, for better. me or just in general? In general. <laughs> I mean, uh, on your birthday, I might thumb out a text. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> if someone reminds, if someone's if like, Nate "Oh, reminds I me. saw this on Facebook that <laughs> it's so and so's birthday." Yeah, John, you're not on Facebook. That's why I have to uh, remind everyone. Like, hey, by the way, it's just <laughs> uh, so that fourth and two, Mike. Like, while that's happening, right before overtime, you're like, "Okay, <clears throat> they could either kick this field goal, go in overtime, or." If you think about it, like they're trying to win this game, right? They're not playing for a tie. Are you going to have a better chance kicking the field goal and hoping you get the ball back and then, you know, trying to get the ball back and drive to get a field goal? Or is it easy to just try for it right then and just to win it? 
you know, because I, I guess I. You've I talked about the math, game. like it's it, most applicable to basketball. I think you could do the statistics, right? Because like, if you go for the two point shot to to tie the game right before the buzzer, like, oh, you make it a higher percentage of the three, but then if you, you get to overtime, then it's fifty fifty. So if you approach it like that, maybe you go, maybe you play to win the game. But I don't know there. Like the Bills had all the momentum. Everybody was playing great. Like just McDermott just doesn't. I don't. Maybe John could speak better to it because he's always go for it for sure. Um, but the one that really aggravated me was when you try the fake. Like Allen's your best player. It's like fourth and three. Was it fourth and three when they tried the fake? John, I don't know. But you just take it out of your best player's hand at that point. I didn't love that call. So I, I just didn't think there'd be any way of them going for it at the end of the game. It just never even crossed my mind that that McDermott would consider it, I guess. Can I tell you, I so we haven't done Wall of Shame yet, but you just reminded me of something, Mike, and it kind of has to do with it a little bit, was why did they... Why did Brian Dable keep dialing up those plays where he'd pass to the sideline? And like, it was like the drought era Bills where they needed to get eight yards for the first down. And they do like a two yard pass to Gabriel Davis and hope that he somehow manages to catch it, come back, and then reach across the, the first down marker for the, like, did, did that seem like that was dialed up? Like, I, I saw it at least two or three times, and that was two or three times way more than it should have been, you know? Yeah. Yes. Like, like no, like they couldn't run a slant. Yes. Why is a slant so freaking difficult to Brian Dable? Just, I don't know. Some of the things are just like, like when, when a guy runs out of the backfield, like Josh Allen doesn't throw to him right away. He waits, scans the field. Then when a defender keys in on that guy, then he throws it to him and he gets like two yards, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, it did seem like they went to Beasley. Like one thing that I, Coming out of um, the blackout a little bit, I kind of remember this. Like going to Beasley on the outside, like he he, he couldn't shake that initial tackle. Like you really were hoping just one. It seemed like four or five times. Whereas in the inside, if you're doing an, like an inside slant instead of a five yard out, like oh yeah. So I guess that's kind of that's that's on the play call and on oh yeah Beasley's inability to slip that one tackle a couple of times. Well, like in oh. overtime on that third down play where Josh threw it to Stefan Diggs and it wasn't really close to him at all. Mm-hmm. It was like the play was dialed up to Josh just throw to Stefan because he wasn't open. <laughs> you know, Josh didn't even throw in the right spot. And it's just like, well, what was that? Like, why? That was a, that was either a terrible decision by Josh to just, he's like, no matter what I'm throwing, if I get one on one between Diggs and, and Davis or whoever it was, Davis the third, I'm throwing it to Josh. And that's what he did. And, he wasn't a good throw and Josh wasn't open, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. A lot of questions. I put that on Dable. I put that on Dable uh, for that. Not so much McDermott, in my opinion. Um, Jason Statham writes, what a sickening end to a brilliant comeback. Refs screwed us again. I'm so tired of talking about them. Hey, Jason, you know, we were just talking about for five years. We've been talking about that more than we haven't been talking about it. So I get you. I get it, man. I get it. Wall of Fame, Josh is superhuman, did everything he possibly could. Milano and Poyer were outstanding. Wall of Shame, the coaches for a shocking first half. I'm off to cry myself to sleep. <laughs> I'm sorry, I still want to go back to that fourth and short play again at the end of the fourth quarter. 
Good. So, so I'm, you know, I love going for it on four. You, you are Mr. Go on for it. Especially, you know, when it's like, you know, initially started as, oh, too long for a field goal, too short for a punt, fourth and five or shorter. And it gradually increased from there, as you all know. But in this instance, the Bills red zone offense this year has been terrible. I had a- absolutely no confidence that they were going to make it. <laughs> like kicking the field goal there and going for overtime, I thought was the better option, if if anything. And mm-hmm. it was right. They got the ball. They won the coin flip. They just couldn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> they just went three and out. That's all. But you know, I mean, you can do what you can do. But like, I, the, the, that's that's one of their. Achilles heels this year is the red zone offense. Like, that's something uh, they got to improve. And I think a lot of that's on table. Yeah. Yeah. I just had a stat for the bills in the red zone this season. And I'm looking for it. Like, I feel like they, they've scored a lot probably because they, they would kick a field goal or something, but like, cause they don't turn the ball over, but they don't score touchdowns. Agreed. Agreed. It was like the bills had the most red zone attempts, but they were like six worse in the league for, uh, uh, touchdown percentage in the league. It was bad. Yeah, something like that. Here it is. Uh, Bills are tied for six worst red zone touchdown percentage in the NFL with 55.2% uh, touchdown percentage. And the Bills led the NFL in red zone drives. So there you go. Terrible. <laughs> Absolutely terrible. Uh, not a great step. So yeah, maybe that was the best way. Unless they run it in from like 30 yards in, like you can't guarantee it's going to be a touchdown. <laughs> Or I should say pass it because they don't run it well at all. Let's Josh ran it in for 30 yards. Uh, Noelle writes, she says, Wall of Fame, Josh Allen, Beasley, other than the one miss, Bass, Davis, Wall of Shame, not going for fourth and two. Dable, conservative coaching, man. So she she thinks that not going for it. I mean, it's all it's all retrospect, right? Hindsight's twenty twenty. They should have gone for it. You can say that now because they didn't win, but. Yeah, I mean, uh, I feel like there was a, fourth and short play earlier in the game that they should have gone for that they didn't, but I don't, you know, that could have changed the game. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mike Graham writes, wall of shame is our fucking coaching staff. Why are we faking a punt when we have 17 on our team? <laughs> yep. Just to Mike's point, that was Mike's, uh, Mike's call. If they coach better in the first, we win wall of fame, Josh Allen. He did everything he could to keep them in the game, especially with the fact that our O-line is possibly the worst line in the NFL. Yeah, there was. Uh, we were kind of hoping that when Spencer Brown came back that the Bills' offensive line would somehow take a step forward. I don't know if it has. It feels like it has not, really. Um, even John Feliciano being back, it just... I mean, the, Josh Allen just sits back there. Now, there's some times where he does have time and you notice it, but for the most part, I feel like he's just dodging defenders. You know, it's kind of funny. I, I was reading a series of tweets earlier in the week where it seems like most the the consensus in that thread was that most fans feel like their offensive line is either top three or, t- or bottom three. And there's no one between where in reality, most offensive lines are in the middle. And um, I did see in that, like, you know, the bills would be in the middle somewhere, maybe even above average. And I, I don't know how to gauge that. Cause like, you know, you, you don't know how, like, you know, you have profile focus and all these other entities, right. That grade and rate players and lines and different things. And like, it, it it's hard to kind of grasp. It, it, obviously we're mostly doing the eye test. 
Um, but I, I don't, I know for me, I don't look at every other offensive line in the league and watch every single game. So it's hard to, to say for that, but I, I, I would tend to believe that we're somewhere in the middle not a bottom th- half necessarily, but or bottom third, but, I don't, I, I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm just kind of just saying things. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, keep going, John. I'm, I'm, I'm really starting to get into this. Now start to make your point. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of forgot where I started. <laughs> John just, John blacked out for a second. <laughs> it's like Will Ferrell in old school. I blacked out. <laughs> um, no, I, that's a good point. I mean, all we really see are like the Bills offensive line and who they play against for the most part. Um, but I feel like we've seen better protection for Josh Allen, even in his tenure. I mean, his first season was just atrocious. I don't think it's ever been like really highly above average, but I think it's been good. But then when you watch other teams like the bills play against and the bills should have a good defensive line for all intents and purposes. And then you see Tom Brady just kind of sitting back there. <laughs> it's like, oh, I think I'm going to run it. I'm just sitting back here long enough. And he, you know, yeah, it, it, does- it's weird. Cause it, it, it seems like they have a better pass offensive line than rush offensive line but you would think it'd be easier to rush offensive line if that makes sense yes yeah not for the bills not for the bills. So, so, i mean that doesn't make sense to me but i i don't know but then don't you also think that you'd be able to dial up your offense to make up for the issues that you might have in your offensive line like change the route tree for your receivers well, that's a table question yeah, yeah, it's a deeper question. Well, here, here's a question that I have for you guys. I mean, if you keep Stefan Diggs on this team, who else, who else do you really need to keep on the offense to make sure that Josh will be successful? Because I could argue you could get rid of all their running backs, all their wide receivers, and just replace them with new ones. Because Josh, I feel like at this point in his career, will make the wide receivers around him better. Just don't give him dog shit. You know what I mean? Like, don't give him the worst of the worst. Give him uh, average to above average players, and he will elevate them and make them better. On the offensive line, he can't necessarily do that. He does do that for them. He does make guys miss quite often, free rushers. Um, So if you give – so you can't – so give him whatever weapons you want just as long as they're not terrible. Give him those weapons. So whatever you have to pay besides Stephon Diggs, always give him Stephon Diggs. He has to be part of this equation. But – Give him the cheapest running back. Give him the, you know, but give him a good offensive line. Stefan Diggs in a good offensive line. Keep Deion Dawkins, you know, and then Gabe just, Davis. You know, I keep Gabe Davis too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, keep Gabe Davis. I think the Bills would, would be able to draft another guy like Gabe Davis. So at this point, I'm not 100% he's, in love with him. I think I, he's good. I think, I think he's really good. Like, he, I mean, Sanders and Beasley are great and everything, but you know, is, is they're getting older and everything, but you got to keep Gabe Davis for sure. I, okay. Okay. I keep Gabe Davis and Stefan Diggs. Who else? Deion Dawkins. And that's about it. Right. So literally interchange. I mean, Dawson Knox, I'd make an, a case for it cause he's, he's coming into his own. Uh, but you know, at the same time, like you could, you might be able to give him, you know, another tight end. He could, I, I'm just saying Josh Allen is at the point in his career right now where, he makes the players around him better. He just can't make the offensive line better. You know, you give him a better offensive line, the sky's the limit. He will find guys. He will make, I mean, he makes them better. Yeah, no doubt. And like, so like, I, this might be preemptive, but like, you know, going into next off season, what do you think of the Bills' greatest needs? Obviously, offensive line is one of them. Uh, cornerback has got to be up there, right? Would you put corner back above offensive line now that Travis White might be out for 
a, a year, right? Yeah. So that goes into next year, assuming yeah. that's the case. Yeah. And, you know, Levi Wallace, I think, is in a contract year, so they got to yep. resign him now, right? Yep. Yep, exactly. Exactly. All of those things. All those things. Uh, yeah, that's a great question. I, w- I would still put interior offensive line above everything because of how that plays. And if Josh Allen has more time to throw to his receivers, like <laughs> the Bills, who cares how the defense does? The Bills would be unstoppable on offense, I guess. Um, but yeah, cornerback's definitely a high need for sure. Let's not get preemptive. We're only 13 games into the season, John. They're seven and six. <laughs> they can win the Super Bowl and we won't care what they do in the draft, right? So, Well, we would care for the second Super Bowl. I yeah I mean I think I want to talk about next week Carolina <laughs> a, a win at Carolina seventy six percent chance the Bills make the playoffs. What are they um, at right now? Um, right now with the games on Sunday being done, sixty seven percent chance okay. beat Carolina. Totally doable, right? Seventy six percent chance. What's the yeah, spread bench- for uh, Carolina? Are they at home for Carolina or away? We'll talk about spread towards the end. Towards the end of this, we have a few more tweets to read. Um, real quick, so so this is this is a good one. Jack Nealon writes in. He says, "Wall of Shame, Edmonds, our big, athletic middle linebacker, can't make a stop in the hole. Don't care if he's young. Should make that play at twenty-three or thirty-three years old in refs and coaching." Now he brings up Tremaine Edmonds. Um, now let's go into our Wall of Shames in today's. In today's loss, Wall of Shame brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. He says Edmonds. A lot of people are blaming Edmonds on this one. Um, I'm going to – I don't think yeah, – this it, – it doesn't look good when when you've had so many big plays happen against your defense and Edmonds is your middle linebacker. He should be the guy hopefully plugging the hole. I know when that, when that big – when Fournette ripped off that 47-yard touchdown, people were in my mention saying, how did Tremaine miss that? He, it was like – it was like he tried to engage a defender or I'm sorry, an offensive lineman, as opposed to trying to find the running back in the lane, you know, which is so, I, I feel like I've seen that before. Um, but for wall of shame, I'm going to go with the weird uh, passes out to the, out to the flat that um, sometimes worked, sometimes didn't. Um, and then, you know, Brian Dable for some of those play calls in questionable times. Um, so that's where I'm going to go. John, John, who do you have as your wall of shame in, in today's loss? Brian Dable. Three three first half points. Like, I mean, you guys are talking about like the third down plays where they weren't even throwing to the sticks and they're just I I don't know. The the plays left a lot to be desired. And they finally got some of their stuff together going, you know, third into the fourth quarter, but it it was too late at that point. John goes Brian Dable. Mike, Brian Dable? Yeah, nobody else else leaps to mind. I don't fire him. Um, I, I mean, of course, at the end of the season, like I, I, I don't share the terrible sky is falling sentiment that some people do. But like, yes, sometimes a lot leaves to be desired. But I do think they this time they made adjustments at the half, which we haven't seen a lot. Yeah, that was good to see. Another reason why I don't think necessarily Sean McDermott goes on the wall of shame, but you know. I feel like that's a narrative out there. I don't. I don't necessarily agree with it yet at this point. Uh, I mean, it's weird because you can't say that like, oh, he changes the culture, and you know the Bills are winning, and then like the Bills lose some games, and you're just like McDermott is the reason. I don't know. It's not completely consistent, but I, I wonder. T- I wonder. I wonder if a lot of people 
are spoiled at this point, right? So, oh, we've had a couple of winning seasons. We made it to the FC Championship. We should, every game should be a win. Like we we've all lived through this drought, right? Like everybody listening, like should have lived through this drought, right? Like young or old, like that was terrible. <laughs> the worst. This is better than that. Like, would you rather have Dick Duran? <laughs> Come on, Changeli. I agree a hundred percent. I'm yeah. su- pleasantly surprised at John's optimism, but like the recency bias, like we're talking, like oh, compared to last year when the Bills won the close games. Like we, I think, do anchor to the drought years. Like we are, we when we were coming of age, like the Bills are going to the Super Bowls, but we didn't understand it to the extent. Like we took it a little bit for granted, right? And then it was total garbage when we actually started to really, really get involved and pay attention. Um, so I don't, yeah, I don't. With it being so competitive, the stakes being so high, it's it's pleasure for them to be in you think they're going to win every week or be competitive or go to the super bowl that's yeah. awesome you know what i always use the analogy that when we were when we were kids and the bills were going to the super bowls all the time we were like trust fund kids like we just you know <laughs> we're born into wealth right millionaires and then now that i think about it even more it reminds me of Shit's creek like that's like they were like millionaires or whatever right multi-millionaires and then all of a sudden they had to live in this little town and like that was our drought era <laughs> Like, like that was our drought era, like having to live in this podunk town after being like ridiculously wealthy and like, what's this? What's this like? You know, what do these people not have butlers? Like, you're not making the playoffs every year. What is this team that I, you know, um, do you not have eight Hall of Famers on this team? Like, this is weird. <laughs> Michael Taylor writes, Wall of Fame, Allen, just Allen. Sure, other guys made plays, but he carried this team. He said, you know what? Matt Hawk gets an honorable mention for that punt. You know, Matt Hawk had a pretty good game, you know, good for him. Oh, I mean, he, the best. <laughs> you know, it was it was good to see him have a good game for once because I feel like all we've done is railed on him all this. He all had season. a great game. Yeah, good for him. From honorable mention there. I like that one. Wall of shame, McDermott is holding this team back in the worst possible ways. Extra, I will fight every garbage referee who called this game. Karen writes, get uh, four fire emojis, QB one, only four fire emojis. Everyone's giving them five. She, maybe she thinks it's out of four. Some things oh, maybe are she out thinks, of four. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I'll give Karen a cross or a, a pass on this one. Cross on this one. <laughs> uh, Gettysburg. She says the Allen touchdown run. Oh, I like that Gettysburg. Do you guys have a better Gettysburg? I think that's a, that's a really good one. I might, I might go so far that that's, that's the best one for sure. Because that kind of turned the tide. That was a score that turned the tide. I like the Matt Milano sack. Mm-hmm. on Tom Brady to cause the fourth down in which the Bills got the ball back and then they drove down the field. So I'd either do the Allen touchdown run or, or the or the Matt Milano sack. And you guys know I stand Milano, so like that's that's my that's my guy. That's my guy. So he if I had to buy a jersey that wasn't Diggs or Allen, it would be Milano. I've decided. Okay, so so John Mike, any better Gettysburg than that? I I don't. Know, I can't. I can't speak to a Gettysburg if they didn't win. To be perfectly honest, to your Jersey uh, inquiry, I would probably go Poyer, but Milano was a fine choice. Yeah, I agree with everything. Poyer, Milano. I like Poyer. Man, I've always liked Poyer. I feel like this season is just different. I don't know. Uh, Rory. Okay, that was Gettysburg plays of the game. Brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. Thank you for that, Karen, avid listener. 
of course. Rory Doolin writes, Wall of Fame, Josh Allen. He is the whole team, even when hurt. Second half offense and defense. They short things up and gave us a chance in the second. Wall of Shame, coaching all around. We can run with good teams as shown in the second half. Why can't the coaches make it consistent? Maybe they just had their game plans wrong the entire week, and then they're like, oh, crap, that didn't work. The second half, we have to adjust. They just need to, like, either they're overthinking it or they're just, uh, I don't know, they're not thinking enough for the actual game plan. I think they're overthinking it, to be perfectly honest. They need to simplify everything hmm. for their own sake. Not for not because of Allen or anything else, but I think they're just overdoing it, overthinking it. Yeah. Well, maybe what they should do is just let Allen call the plays. Jim <laughs> Kelly did it, right? Yeah, yeah. Let Allen do it. You think let he's Allen ready give for it? A it? Shot. John, you think I he's think ready he, for it? I think it. he could do it. I think you give him a couple more years before he just. He's a smart him. dude. I think he could do it. I, I don't. I don't. Geez, well, I'm not questioning his intelligence, John. I'm just saying that I think that it feels like he's a little too young for that. He's just like you know, it's just. It's like being at your job and, and becoming the manager within like the first three or four years. Like this just seems quick. Like you're a great contributor. You're like one of the best on the team, but like ready to lead the team. But I mean, this is no, this is a, he's a captain or he's a captain. He's like, this is a great transition period, right? Cause Dable is obviously showing signs of incompetence. So, you know, give, give some of the play calling to, to Alan, right? Like see what he can do. Yeah. I mean, in the off season, or before that, Alan always mentioned how much he loved Brian Dable. And I imagine, you know, that's like a friendship, right? So how much losing we have to do they say have that, to right? They have to say, you're right. They, they, I mean, I, I feel like he was serious about it. But, you know, who knows? You can coexist. Like Kelly had an offensive coordinator. Peyton Manning had an offensive coordinator and a quarterback's coach and all these other things. The, all those things can coexist. That's true. That's true. Just try it out for a little bit. Yeah. Okay, Dable, like... Dable could take, take full credit for developing that and having that and all the whole <laughs> Like thing. Adam Gase did for uh, Peyton Manning? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. <laughs> Big R writes in, Wall of Fame. Allen, four fire emojis. Gabe Davis, Motor, Knox, Motor. Motor wasn't... Oh, yeah. Yeah, he had a good game altogether. I was thinking of Moss for some reason. Knox and second half adjustments. Yeah, good calls on all those. Those are all really good. Wall of Shame, McDermott, game management. Sure, we tied at the end, but punting on fourth and three hurts my soul. First half defense and offense, and I hate to say it, the refs. All right, I'm going to read a couple more of these. You guys you guys just crushed it again this week. I wish I could read them all, to be honest. Um, we could just literally do a podcast of reading just all your tweets. Let's see. Philip Whitaker. We haven't listened to Philip Whitaker in a while. Wall of Fame, Josh Allen in the second half. That's the Josh I know. Wall I wonder of if he's related to Bill Whitaker. Who's Bill Whitaker? I feel like I should know who that is. He's uh, after football. They always do the commercial, or maybe not the commercial. Maybe it's the intro to sixty minutes. Like I'm Leslie Stahl. I'm Bill Whitaker. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Was there any? <laughs> yeah. No, that's a good call. I forgot about that. Hi, Mike Wallace. Yes. <laughs> And I'm Leslie Stahl. All that more on 60. Was there anything more uh, synonymous with like, oh, crap, I have my homework to do on Monday? Oh, <laughs> than 60 worse. minutes. Tick, 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 tick. tick. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, tonight's going to suck. Um, <laughs> Man, you say that. It kind of just got some. 
started sweating a little bit. <laughs> you started sweating in the back. You're like, oh, crap. Do I have something to do for social studies? To <laughs> uh, go through the motions again. Uh, Wall of Shame, he writes, uh, play calling in the first half. Whatever kind of call that fake punt was and settle for a field goal inside the 10, settling lost the game again. Overall, what a comeback by Josh in the offense. That's what I miss. You know what stunk, too, is at the end, I don't know if it was because Diggs was uh, – um, he needed a breather or something, but he was just out for a few key plays on that last drive where they ended up getting a field goal to tie the game, going to overtime. And you're just like, man, if there's one, one time you wanted, uh, you wanted Stefan Diggs on the field, that was it. It's just, just too bad. I mean, he came back out in the overtime. So, um, hopefully it was nothing serious. He just needed a breather or whatever, but uh, like you saw in the highlights, you're like, ah, oh, no, that's not good. Especially with Emmanuel Sanders out. Yeah. So, go, so going back to that, that punt fake, like, if you're going to go for it, like, I get you want to catch the other team off guard, but, like, Josh Allen's your best player, right? It's not like back in the old days when Brian Mormon was your best player, right? Like, you, like <laughs> if you're going to go for it, go for it at this point. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like our special teams is known for being amazing <laughs> at this point. Like, it used to be. Like, who was the special teams coach then who was unbelievable? Um, he was the best special team. I, mean, I, I they, thought, they, had, they had Bobby April for a while. He was pretty good. He was the one, wasn't he? He was the one that yeah. was like ended up. He, I was hoping that he was going to be the interim head coach when who was it got fired? Rex Ryan or whatever. He was like one of the few coaches that that lasted more coaches, like assistant coaches that actually let la- you know uh, lasted with different coaching and different regimes coming in. He actually lasted. And I was like, oh, I was hoping Bobby April would get a shot at becoming head coach. Because his special teams was literally the only reason why the Bills were seven and nine or six and ten. Yeah, take it out of take it out of Josh Allen's hand. Yeah, trying to catch him off. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Was that was that when they were coming back in the game, or was that before Allen scored the touchdown? That was after, right? It, it seemed more desperation at the time. Hmm. I don't remember exa- the exact timing of it, but okay. it, it it seemed like there was like, well, there's no momentum shift at, beforehand. Yeah. All right, I'm going to read a couple more of these real quick. Airstrike Allen writes, Wall of Fame, Allen and Davis. Wall of Shame, the refs, McDermott and Edmonds. Also, is it just me or does Edmonds only complete tackles when somebody else tackles first? <laughs> That's a good point. I never really thought about that. It does kind of seem that way, doesn't it? <laughs> he pulls people over the first down and misses plenty of important tackles, and he could have stopped that third and one. And what is with McDermott? Oh, that was so frustrating. That four net third and one that they just gave to mm, him. Yeah. It was like they just they're just like, oh, it's a first down. Then it's like the ruling on the field is a first down. And then they have to try to overturn it. It's like, well, you know, if you called it a fourth down, then it would have stayed the fourth down. But I I didn't think he could I mean, maybe, but it definitely wasn't clear by any by any stretch, was it? Frustrating. They had him stopped and then I thought he uh, just the tiniest bit. You know, the third or fourth effort, I, I didn't see how you could overturn it. Like yeah, a but toss to, up call for sure. But to, there was just so, there were like nine other penal, officiating calls that were enraging, like where Diggs is streaking down the field and the guy's got it, the hold of the back of his jersey. And like, that's always called. Always called against the Bills. Always called. Yeah. I mean, and so many others. Never but, once have I seen the Bills get away with that play. <laughs> Ever. Not once have I been like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I got away with that. <laughs> you know, it's only if they're like both hand fighting at the same time and then they both get the callers so and they don't call anything like that one uh, Stefan Diggs play in the end zone. Yeah. Yeah, if anything, it's like, oh, I could have gone either way. 
There's, mm. it's never right. it's never it's never for sure the other <laughs> we should take a tally of that all season maybe next season we'll start tallying like the plays that like blatantly go against the bills when they should have gone and then the ones that go for the bills and it'll be probably be like 300 to 2 <laughs> in that way so yeah to to that point how come Tremaine Edmonds wasn't the first guy in the ball to Fournette and like dragging him backwards as a middle linebacker. That, that is frustrating. The more people write about Tremaine Edmonds, the more I'm getting a little upset about his play. So I don't know, maybe I, I kind of was hoping for more in his fourth season. You kind of want a little bit more from Tremaine Edmonds at this point, his age is only going to, I mean, he's only going to be so young for, I, I don't know. Eventually you got to start seeing some dominance Buffalo ceilings, right? Sorry. Last one. Buffalo ceilings rights, Wall of Fame. Ari, Allen carried that team with as much as he did versus the Colts in the playoffs. Absolute beast, 300-plus passing, 100-plus running, nothing without him. Wall of Shame, the entire first half. McDermott is still turtling, and whoever was supposed to be covering Perriman is the game-ender, on the game-ender, rather. Yeah, that'll be fun to look back at. So that was the Wall of Famers and Wall of Shamers brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. Thank you guys all for contributing to that, as you always do. Uh, Mike, uh, next week you said the Bills are playing against the Panthers. Yeah, that one's in Buffalo, Nate. The, uh, the, the, the spread's all over the place. I would say it's fairly large. You guys Can we wanna... guess? Yeah, yeah, I wanna, yeah. I guess. Mike, you're John, you always, go, you always go second. You go first this time. This one's yeah. tough because I am seeing a different number in different spots. What's the record what for the Panthers? Do you have that? After today, they're 5-8. and eight. All right, Cam Newton just got benched again. The Bills are seven and six. It's not that far away. Wasn't that crazy? Like I thought the Panthers were garbage. Five and eight is not that far away from seven and six. Um, I'm going to say the Bills at home are favored by eight points. Oh no, John, John, what do you think? <laughs> not too late. You already said it. Eight and a half. John wins. Seen anything from nine and a half to twelve? Oh, okay. All right. Well, John definitely wins that one. I can't even like say, well, all right. Those were the odds for next week's game. Never by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. Speak first. Always make the other person speak first, Nate. That's like a sales tactic, right? It's a well, that was tactic. your plan. You just, you just failed at it. <laughs> You're like, oh, John's going to go first. I'm going to say, just... hey, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrible. I'm terrible at that stuff. Um, that stuff being life. Um, all right. So that was the, <laughs> those were, uh, those are the odds. Thank you guys all so much for listening to this recap episode. I know it went a little long, but um, there's just a lot of tweets, a lot of people wanting to vent over today's loss. And we gave you our thoughts and, uh, and yeah, you know, there were some, uh, sweet sassy molasses plays the game. There's a Gettysburg of the game, wall of famers and wall of shamers and, and all that fun stuff. Uh, next week the bills are playing the Panthers. It's going to be an exciting game. Looking forward to talking to you guys after that. Um, and hopefully we haven't talked about a bills win in a while. So hopefully we're talking about a bills win and, uh, and yeah. So uh, unless you guys have anything else you'd like to add for this signing off for John. Hey, uh, go bills, you know, maybe they'll win next week. Maybe they won't, you know, life goes on, you know, Globe's still spinning around. So, uh, yeah. Talk to you next week. John, you got to be careful, man. You're going to stroke out at 55. <laughs> like, cardiovascular disease is going to get me. 
no doubt, but I'm going to be 85, 90 maybe. Like, who knows what will happen in that couple decades, man. Just zen. Desire is suffering, man. Just enjoy the game. Enjoy the game. And then enjoy talking to us. <laughs> And for go me, Bills. <laughs> go Bills. And for me, Nate, hey, let's let's none of us, let's none of us stroke out after a Bills game, okay? Can we all just make a pact and do that? Like, we'll, it sucks Look to lose, and we're all week. gonna be upset. Let's just never stroke out during one, please. For the love of God, we're only we're only meat bags on this rock for so long. Let's let's enjoy it while we can. So go Bills, and we'll talk to you guys again next week. Buffalo, stand up. It's the mafia. <laughs> uh, it's a Bill City. Yeah. A Buffalo Bill City. Yo. Uh, it's a Bill City. Yeah. A Buffalo Bill City. Yo. We got Josh Allen, got Step Digs, we got Cole. Deion Dawkins, cause you know it's about to snow. You know we on a roll No competition and it's not even close Yeah Ike McKenzie on a jet sweep Maybe it's a fake Honestly, it's a TD either way When you got Diggs and B's and Gabe Davis Three-headed single Terry Moss Brader Who gon' stop us? We the greatest Forget Mahomes, forget Kelsey, forget Hill Come and replay us Cause we ready to bash him like Boogie Yeah, we ready Moving for Cody Four. Ready, kick they buck up like Ike. Yeah, we ready. Dawson Knox with a spike. Are you ready? Season tickets, I'm hype up the team. Ready, Buffalo. This is our team forever. Forever. We got Josh Allen, got step digs, we got Cole. Deion Dawkins, cause you know it's about to snow. Mafia, you know we on a roll. No competition, and it's not even close. It's a Bill City. A Buffalo Bill City. It's a Bill City. It's a Bill City. Yeah. A Buffalo Bill City. Buffalo Bill City. Yeah. We got Josh Allen, got Step Digs, we got Cole. Deion Dawkins, cause you know it's about to snow. Mafia, you know we on a roll. No competition and it's not even close. It's a Bill City. It's a Bill City. Yeah. A Buffalo Bill City, Buffalo Bill City, yeah. What? It's a Bill City, it's a Bill City, yeah. A Buffalo Bill City, Buffalo Bill City, uh, yeah. Taron Johnson with a pick six, it's just too easy. Don't pass it to Treyway, please believe me. We got high right behind him and Poya free. Please don't run up the middle unless you wanna meet a star. Greg Russo will show you what he's about. Trey Edmonds and Matt Milano can't get around him. Our team is grounded. Oh yeah, Sebastian like Boogie, yeah we ready. Moving for Cody Four, we ready. Kick they buck up like Ike, yeah we ready. Dawson Knox with a spike, are you ready? Season tickets, I'm hype up the team ready. Buffalo, this is our team forever, forever. We got Josh Allen, got Step Digs, we got Cole. Deion Dawkins, cause you know it's about to snow. Mafia, you know we on a roll. No competition and it's not even close. It's a Bill yeah. City. Yeah. 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 A Buffalo Bill City. Yeah.
Thank you for listening to the Circling the Wagons podcast. Download and subscribe to us in your favorite podcast service. Email us at ctwpod at gmail.com. That's Charlie Tango Whiskey Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at ctwpod. And most importantly, go Bills! Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, mate. <laughs> More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.